Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Paula Price Show, where you can experience scripturally organic, culturally unmodified teaching, get answers to your questions, and receive powerful prayer from your host, Dr. Paula Price, author of the Prophet's Dictionary. Tune in now and get ready for an exciting time of encouragement and transformation. Welcome your host, Dr. Paula Price. All right, Rock Talk listeners, we're getting ready to go live with Wednesday Warriors. We want to thank you guys for tuning in. We're about to join our Periscope and Facebook family in this edition, which I'm so excited about, of Scripturally Organic and Coachly Unmodified discussions on who we are, why we're here, why we exist, who God is, and how Christianity got, got to earth, all in our wonderful book, Before the Garden, God's Eternal Continuum, written by our favorite author, Dr. Paula Bright. All right, so if you're ready, get your journals out, get your coffee, get your comfy chair, and get your friend. By all means, grab a friend, because that is what this is all about. You can't keep a message like this to yourself, so make sure you grab somebody and let them know you are tuning in to this edition of Wednesday Warriors. All right, we're ready to get it done, fam. And I'm going to let me pull this up real quick because I had a question from a boss, uh, Wednesday Warrior listener. And I want to make sure we answer. All right, here we go. All right, I want to officially welcome you to Wednesday Warrior. All right. Yes, I'm taking a moment, Tracy, if you're going to be on tonight, to pull up your question right now so that we can answer it. All right. Very good. So we're live and we're ready for this edition of Wednesday Warriors, where we are studying what? Before the Garden. Yes. Our favorite book by our favorite author, Dr. Paula A. Price. Uh, this thing, this journey, I'm telling you what, we couldn't have calculated where it would go. No. Okay, but this book is full of so many treasures and so much great information that, you know, we will say this about this journey before the garden. We know not what we may be, but we know when we get to the end, we will be like him. We will be like him. We are here to be, okay, scripturally organic, culturally unmodified. We're being informed to be transformed. You cannot change beyond your knowledge of God. You cannot become more of Christ than you know of him. Yes? yes. And today we're going to talk about why that's important. Yes? yes? As we're on our journey of becoming scripturally organic. So what I want you to do right now, my wonderful Facebook and Periscope listeners, I want you to get your edition of this book. I want you to get your journal out. If you're like me, I journal a lot. Right. So get your journal out. Get your cozy chair. Get your cup of coffee and your friend. Yes, we want you to share, 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 share tonight because we're going to go some places that are going to tie some things together. Tell your neighbor we're going to tie some things together. Tie some things together. That's what we like about the continuum. What is the definition of continuum? Who remembers the definition of continuum? Great. Unbroken chain of events. That what? Oh. That people. That brought us to the 
Yeah. 
murderer. He was a murderer from the beginning. So he already was on death row because of his death. Oh, y'all all right? He called death, so he was on death row. He marked the instances of death. And he's living on death row until God uses him to sift out, sort out, and work out everything that was there who want to be a partaker. I need to find all of the people like you and all of your friends. So death was legal. So from Adam until Moses, death was legal. It rained. Think about the word rain. You know who rain is that you have authority. Does that make sense? You don't rain unless you have authority. So he had the authority to kill. And for death had no right to take life. All the way up until when? Moses. And what did the law do, Prophet Ashley? Because that's a part of our 14 events, right? We jump right from the garden to what? The Mosaic law. So between event one or the prequel, the garden of Eden, I'm sorry, the uh, Lord heaven, the Garden of Eden, and Abraham's covenant. Oh, wait, let's just keep it in, though. Because what did Abraham's covenant uh, and allow God to do through the law of Moses? Well, circumcision, okay? Well, all of us and people, but what did he do? His covenant was what? To set up the first process for mediation. Because what ended up, what did God do? Hey, I can't take death legal right to hope. Because God, but through you, even though everybody has to go where? To hell. We talked about chapter 7, Abraham last and all of them in hell together, right? All of them have to go to hell. Which is he creating hell? Abraham. He creates a place. To mediate the consequences because of covenant by faith. So this covenant mediates this covenant. The first one to begin the process of mediating. Okay, the law. All right, you think about your attorneys. Why do we like to have them? Particularly if you don't commit a crime. <laughs> <laughs> if you need a good public defender or a defense attorney, why do you like to have them? Because what do they do on your behalf? They mediate the, the, the circumstances of the law. They help work out how the effects of the law will trickle down to you. What impact the law will have on your life. Will it put you away for one year? Will it put you away for two years? Will it put you away for three years? How long are you going away? It became a mediator. And it's right. And it's negotiating with the authority of the law. Come on. Get away from Adam until Moses. Because God gave, literally, brought down from heaven, according to Deuteronomy, it's a 32. Okay? You know me, my ass. I think it's funny when they're in this room right now. It's not funny. I know the Bible says this, that, and the other thing. Where is it? Well, it's in the Old Testament. It's in the Old Testament. Okay, it's in there. All right? But that's right from Adam until Moses. Because what God did was he used the law as the first negotiator. He didn't stop the powers of death or darkness to 
who remembers. Uh, go ahead. From Jewish people, how? Well, not even Jewish people, but how to see Roman rights. We talked about this last week. Constitution, constitution, constitution. Exactly. His constitution is paperless. Dr. Price original. His constitution is paperless. Literally meaning that how God reigns and rules over everything is how he composed it to function. Right. How he makes things work is how he stays in control. Because his constitution is inside of everything he made. Oh, that's why we got the laws of nature, the laws of physics, the laws of biology. Come on, the laws of humanity. We have all of these laws. Why? Because it is encoded. Correct. God encoded creation. You learned this prophet. But God encoded it to work. And he stays in control because literally everything in your makeup has always been composed to function to According to his constitution. Which is why when we act outside of the constitutional laws of creation, we get. <laughs> well, Ms. Lane's words are that we get a mess. <laughs> <laughs> okay? So what do we actually get? Yeah. Everything now is operating outside of his constitution. And why? Because his constitution. His is in the composition that predates us. So before I put you here, I already put my law. See, come on here. That's why he said, but I'm going to write my laws again on your heart and on your mind because God rules from within. He rules through what he made, not just over what he made. Does that make sense? So he can rule a situation through you without your cooperation because he knows your composition. Yes. Revelation 17, 17, y'all heard me talk about that before. How he put it in their heart to serve the beast. Come on in this place. Pharaoh, he hardened Pharaoh's heart. Why? Because he knew his composition. He didn't hard Pharaoh's heart because he was being some overbearing deeds. He exercised his power, flexing his muscles. He didn't say from Pharaoh's constitution. I know what you are made of. And let me tell you something, iniquity has always been found in you. And now since I know where it is, I'm going to use it to my advantage to display my glory. So when you mean for evil, well, I'm about to serve for good. Oh, come on in the place. He knows your constitution. That's what he said to the Lord.
determine what you were going to do. You know, where it's Easter weekend and where everybody's running around talking about Jesus Christ and whatever way they, they feel like they should talk about him. Praise the Lord, church. Okay. Well, did he rise or did he not rise? Is this a scam? Let me tell you why we know why we know Jesus rose. Because we sitting here. All right. It's just that simple. You can argue with an atheist, jot and tittle thing. You can get into the mechanics of whatever in creation. Okay, you can let them uh, dazzle your mind with all of their uh, obsolete information about an earth that's already been made and something that God has already moved on from. Come on here. Or you can let them know we know Christianity exists because Christians are here. If it didn't work, it wouldn't have worked. And sometimes you just have to answer a fool according to their folly. If it didn't work, it wouldn't have worked. How do you know Jesus is real? Because I'm here. Because if it wasn't real, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We'd be all talking about Zeus or Dionysus or Hermes or somebody. If it didn't work, it wouldn't have worked. Because what people don't understand is that the essence of salvation and the essence of Christianity is everything we're learning about in this book. First of all, if ever, if ever you come into a situation, especially all in college, we hear a lot of wax up. When you talk about Jesus Christ and what they fail to mention in most apologetics, when they're trying to explain why he's different than other deities, why he's real and et cetera, first of all, Jesus Christ is the only person, the only deity that came with something very unique, and that's his own Holy Spirit. Because the enemy did not count on that, okay? He did not know how he was going to execute the plan. He knew it was coming from the uh, prophecy in Revelation 12 which is why he tried to attack Eve's womb. Because right. he said, oh, I'm going to be the one to do this. Oh, come on. But because he did not know how, he said it was a mystery hidden only in this, only the God that knew how they would create new life out of, the, out of people that are already living. They're the only ones that knew it. So because they were the only ones that knew it, they didn't bank on the fact that God would send a dispensation of his own spirit into the planet. <laughs> See, men, men, you can kill. A spirit, he said, you don't know where it blows. <laughs> <laughs> I.e., you can't stop this. You know why? Because you can't find it. You can't stop what you can't find, nor what you can't control. So they can try to wipe out every Christian on this planet if they want to. But the Holy Ghost was where? Brooding yeah. on the water. Oh, come on. But see, they already wiped out the planet. But here's the Holy Spirit coming. He's what? He's brooding on the water. In the darkness, here's the Holy Spirit brooding on the water, generating and creating new life. Wow. That's why they're not going to be able to stop this. Wow. Because what? It's the basis of what we're going to talk about for just a moment. If you wouldn't mind doing that. And Tracy, if you are on, we're going to answer your question in just a moment. It is a, it's one of the things we're going to talk about today, and that is the basis for organic Christianity. 
Free will. 
we all doing a little something, something. So we're going to just cover one another's dirt instead of walking in our authority and power. But what happens when the gut not gets too big? What happens when you take too much fire in your bosom and now your clothes are burnt? What do we do now then? We have a whole church now that can't find God. Oh my goodness, if he came down here and introduced himself. Con man gospel. Oh, come on and share this today. Con man gospel. Because the goal is to con you out of doing what Adam, oh, come on, what Adam couldn't do. And that's defeating him and keeping him in that choice. That's right. That's right. By choices uh, for you, what was it that Adam had to subdue in the garden? We're going back there. Again, Christianity. Come on, did you do it? What did he have to subdue? I know you guys can answer this question just from the sermon three weeks ago. Sure. Go ahead and say, go ahead and say it. What, oh, the serpent in the tree. He had to subdue the serpent in the tree. We found out and, and began to explore Adam's role as the guardian of creation, his first guardian, governor, and warden. His job was to guard the tree and to make, and literally guard the rest of the garden to make sure that nothing of that tree ever got out. We talked about the tree, Tracy, being the serpent's prison. That although he was on earth, he was trapped inside of the tree and could not come out. Because the dominion, he lost dominion of the planet. And God revoked that authority and gave it to this new, these new beings and these new creatures. Now you have authority. And he told them that. He said, be fruitful, multiply, and what? Subdue the earth. Take dominion. Subdue the earth. Why? Because the earth had already suffered under the hands of darkness. Darkness was on the face of the deep. It was plunged into darkness. It was plunged into chaos. It was plunged into crisis. And God had to come in with the power of the Holy Spirit and seize this planet from them and bring his own life and life back on it. And Adam allowed himself to be calm out of his own authority because he took the lap too. Well, I'm just starting to preach. I mean, what kind of can it be? How deep is it? I mean, he just told me not to eat from this tree. And that's what we're teaching you to do today, trivialize the laws of God and not realizing that those laws are there as safety measures, guardrails, so that we can regulate the darkness. Where is God? Why are so many times things happening to good people on earth? Because we are allowing it. And like Adam, see, we kept thinking that it was God's problem that the serpent was there in the tree. And he was there trying to trick Adam. And he was there trying to manipulate mankind. No. We didn't realize that in the end, it was Adam's fault for not guarding and keeping humanity from this mess. And the moment that he ate, 
freed them all from the tree. And the first thing they did was execute the first law in creation. First commandment, we know, don't eat. Okay? But the law, the only law that they were given, and we're going back to this, 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 this uh, fertility side. I mean, y'all thought I forgot, but I didn't. The first law Okay, you should not be looking at words these days. You might be dead, right? <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, I'm missing my L, right? Okay, I'll just go back and put the L in. How about that? Y'all know my little chicken scratch. <laughs> that, was the, that was the first law in creation. They had none of This is what your law is. So when he released them from the tree trail and allowed darkness to go over the face, I mean, really, go back over the face of the deep, guess who, guess who began to fulfill the law? Because it was the only power, it was the only agency, it was the only thing that was legislated in creation. So guess who did it? So guess what species was? They were fruitful. Which is why everything's about fertility. They multiply, which is why they slept with the daughters of men. And Cain was the first fruit, right? And we ended up with the whole line of Cain. And then we ended up having to battle the Nephilim. Right. Because guess what the Nephilim were about? The doing. Uh-huh. They said, This is, thank you. This is. Literally, then fulfilling the law that they knew that place in existence, the only law for the earth at that time. Okay. And so, why did he need us having being crazy about all of that kind of stuff? Because it's the only way he can multiply his seed. See, he's after multiplying his own seed and trying to contaminate the seed of Jesus Christ. Are with me? That's why Cain killed Abel. You, we think that he was motivated simply because he brought the wrong offering. Yes, but the spirit behind his motivation was wipe out this seed. Because the earth is going to be filled with our glory. I want the whole earth to be filled with our system and our way of life. So what, why, you know, when you talk about how Judas entered, I mean, how the devil entered Judas and empowered him to do what he needed to do. Yes? He entered Cain. This is mine. And I'm going to motivate you to do what I want you to do. Take this out. Which is why we don't give another righteous seed again. It's the root. How many generations went by? Because his goal was to multiply after his own time. So he's fulfilling Adam's covenant. He's fulfilling Adam's law. He's fulfilling Adam's commitment. His mandate. So when Dr. Price has something powerful on Sunday that about why 
church y'all want to do. We don't want to be guarded. We don't want right. to stand up and tell people, you know, this ain't God. This ain't going to work out well. This ain't going to go for your good. I'm telling you, the enemy is calling you. This is going to bring you back into bondage. See, we don't want to preach those messages anymore. We don't want to preach them constantly anymore. And so as a result, we're acting like our first Adam. Oh, come on in here. We are not guarding the gate. We're not, we're not bringing the head of protection in. And we're allowing everything to hit our people. And then we're asking God, why, 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 why? He said, now I told you, you can bind and loose and everything. <laughs> I gave you grace and everything. And yet, here we are today, not being able to subdue the darkness. But what I like about organic Christianity is that it takes you back to what predates you. Why it's organic is because it's the origin. Um, and what we're talking about today, or what we talked about today, was the origin. You're living the product, but this was the origin. You're living the consequences. Our lives are nothing but a consequence. This is not the truth. This is not God's reality. This is not God's best. This is not God's agenda. This is not God's will. This is our consequence. Oh, come on. Not our existence. This is our consequence, which is why he said, you will rise again and come from under the promise. And what I like about the word consequence is that it doesn't just talk about judgment, like we say, oh, punishment, but it is a counter sequence, a whole counter sequence of events were triggered by this one thing. And we're looking at the counter sequence not the intended sequence for our lives. When you wake up tomorrow, you remember that. You treat this like the false reality that it is. That's for everybody on the line, everybody watching. You treat this like the false reality that it is. This is a mirage of the thing. It is not your existence. It is a consequence. And it's a consequence that Jesus gave you the authority to mediate. And to overturn. Why have the authority and power to overturn if you're just going to live out the default? Yeah. You have to remember that when the enemy comes talking. Don't let him calm you. <laughs> the next time you're faced with that opposition, when you feel like you're going to get things that you can't make happen, you speak to them like you know what. This is why he said you speak to the mountain.
Thank you again. Let's 
Don't worry about that. God's with you. And it doesn't matter. 